What is going on, fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, we're starting a new series on the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast and the Woman Who Win Podcast. We were having a great conversation on Saturday night. Yeah. And when we first got together, we did so much together. You guys probably remember if you've been following us since we connected we created content almost every single day together. Yeah. And so we want to do more things together, but our schedules as our businesses have grown, have gotten really busy. Yeah. So this is the first of many Monday. Mondays with, with the marks. The marks. Mondays with the marks. So I think that the most productive use of our time, I want to have real authentic, genuine conversations. And so the real authentic, genuine conversation that I want to have today is about our relationship. So the title of today's podcast is called Little White Lies, and it's called Little White Lies for a reason. And the reason it's called Little White Lies is because that is the tendency that I have when I feel, I want to say the word is vulnerable. I have a really hard time with being honest when I feel like there's negative consequences. Mm -hmm. And so the title of the podcast is called Little White Lies. So we're going to do a backtrack. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when Kirsten and I just, when we first started dating, I was drinking, partying, just being an idiot overall. Mm -hmm. And I told Kirsten when we first started dating, I'm like, just so you know, like I struggle with addiction. I struggle with whenever I go out to nightclubs, I feel like I want to drink. I want to party. I want to be an idiot basically. And I think I actually, I'm glad that you paused there and looked at me because I think that that was like our relationship as best friends is that we felt okay telling each other things that maybe we were not exactly proud of. Cause I too was in like, I wasn't, an addict, but I had, I was in an incredibly toxic relationship. So when we first got together, I was very open and very vulnerable with Brian about that. And he gave me tough love, but not in a way that made me feel like an idiot. Like mm. you heard me and then you're like, this is what we are going to do. So I feel like from when our friendship started, we created a safe space where we both felt heard and like we could be ourselves without being judged. Yeah. So I think that like in a relationship, there's obviously like the dynamic of the relationship and we have, we had a really good dynamic and we mm -hmm. were like really good at communicating and really good at talking through our feelings and our emotions. And that's what made us good best friends. Yeah. But then two people also bring their own shit to the relationship. And so my own shit is that like, number one, for those of you guys that have followed the podcast or know my story, you know that my mom kicked me out when I was eight, I had five different kids, four different dads. And so like, you know that like my story, when I first got started was struggle and more specifically like i struggled with abandonment issues so i have my abandonment issues and there's so much shame around like there's not a lot of people that i know that have, like have suffered with an addiction that like i'm friends with but the people that have understand that like there's like so much shame around like drinking partying and like that side of me like there's a lot of shame there and so there's a lot of shame around that and i had abandonment issues so i didn't really like i haven't really struggled with drugs mine and Kirsten's entire relationship. Like once we started dating, I was like, I'm not drinking, not partying. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, I'm going to just focus on our relationship and we're good. We don't party. So it's our honeymoon and we are in Turks and Caicos and we're in Turks and Caicos. It's our honeymoon and we're out and we're like, we got drunk pretty much every single day on our honeymoon. Our honeymoon was not our finest moments. I feel like, yeah, like we drank every day. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that I got like absolutely fucking like plastered because when I do that, usually I'm like, let's go to the bars. And we were just like gambling and we were at the beach. But every morning we started it with a drink and we were drinking until at least 10 or 11 at night. And 
I noticed that Brian was like getting very, like very drunk, but I also was like, cause he's not working. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first time in my entire, like knowing of Brian Mark, I've never, ever, ever seen him take more than like a day off mm -hmm. ever until our honeymoon. And he was, we were trying to take, it was 10 days off. Mm -hmm. So taking the time off, it's like day three and we're drunk. We're at a bar and I just lost control. And I remember seeing the bartender and I remember talking about cocaine. And then I remember having it in my pocket. And then I remember doing it. I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized I had just done like drugs. And I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, I haven't done drugs in like years. And so instantly I was like, shame, holy fuck. And then it was like, hide. Mm -hmm. And those are my first instincts. And I'm like, I am an open book, but I would never, ever make someone else be an open book in order to tell my, like, I would never have broke that for you. So I'm just processing right now. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, I'm very surprised. I've like explained it in a way that never really. So that's, that's I'm surprised. Yeah, that is, it is the truth. And I don't want to get sad. Ooh. So when we were in Turks and Caicos, I noticed that Brian was getting really drunk and I noticed something was incredibly off. And I also know Brian so well that if I was to have brought it up, he never would have admitted it. Not mm -hmm. in a million years. I also, in the past, dated someone who was an addict. Nothing, absolutely nothing like Brian. But so I searched the hotel room. I like looked through everything. I was like, I swear he's doing something because like this is not my husband. And I could just tell you guys, like I was like, this is not this is not Brian. So I searched the entire hotel room. I didn't find it. And I was like, maybe he's just off work. And he's just like, he's just letting loose. But I just could fucking tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could just tell. I just like knew something was off. And so he didn't, he didn't tell me. And I also just like, I think some people might be like, well, why didn't you fucking say anything? And I just know the situation. And I also know Brian Mark, I think better than I've known any male in my life. And one thing I know about Brian Mark is that he always ends up telling the truth mm. on his watch, mm. right? And that has hurt me quite a few times because I've mm. known things and then he's told me them, but I hadn't had the space to be like, this is how I'm feeling right now because I knew that like he wasn't ready to be honest with me. Mm -hmm. But I think that I wrote a post about this. One of the things that drew me to Brian wasn't that he was an amazing human being because he is, we all know that, but it was that, I saw the type of man that he was capable of being. And I'm absolutely certain that whether it was with me or it was with someone else, that he would be that man. So if I was to look at Brian and be like, you fucking asshole, liar, piece of shit. One, you're not going to receive that well. That's just yeah. going to make you feel super angry. I also know that if I was like, I'm fucking leaving right now. And like, I would, you guys, like if this kept happening over and over and over again, like I understand my worth and what like, what I deserve. And I know, I know, no, no, that that's like, I know that Brian knows that too, but I know that that one incident isn't Brian. Like I know that. And so I wasn't, this is, I don't know if this is like really bad, but I wasn't even really, I was more upset that once again, we were facing like a little white lie. Cause this mm -hmm. has been a constant thing. There's been things that I do constantly that me and Brian have worked through. And then things that he's done. And one of those things is like the little white lies. And so I told him, I'm pretty sure, and I know we both tell stories. We have like different. My perception stories. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, my perception of stories is always right. But I sat there and I was like, I'm just so disappointed that like 
over the last few months, I can sense something's wrong. So wait, before yeah. we go, before we get yeah. to that, so we here's what happened. So here's what happened. So we're in Turks and Caicos. It happened. Shame, guilt, and then like, in so for me, I was like in my head, I was like, I can't tell her because if I tell her, she'll leave me, because there was like an incident when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. I went out and I partied, and mm-hmm. I like there was like an incident where like she's like if this happens again i'll leave you so then we're in turks and caicos on our honeymoon and i'm like i can't tell her because if i tell her she'll leave me so i'm like i'm just gonna bury it i'm like literally just going to fucking bury it i'm just going to keep it like locked in a fucking cage until the day that i fucking die and so that's what happened in my head and then i just buried it Mm -hmm. and i just like i was like i'm also gonna get like like ruthlessly committed to just like being like sober and just like working on myself and working on my goals Mm -hmm. but it wasn't from a place of like i love myself it was from a place of like i hate myself Mm. i was like i fucking hate what i did i'm like so ashamed i'm like i feel so guilty i feel so much like pain towards myself and it was to the point where like this is where we can kind of chat about our experiences over the next few months like for me every single day i would wake up and it would be the first thing on my mind i'm like you fucking dick like what's wrong with you like i can't believe you did that and then every single night, I would just hear, like, my conscience, like, kicking in, being like, you need to fucking be honest with your wife. I'd, like, look at the picture of, like, me and my wife on the wall, and I'd be like, my conscience would be like, you are fucking a liar. You suck. So I'm, like, sitting there, like, dealing with my own demons. And so, like, I feel like the reason that I was so, like, immersed in my work is because when I wasn't immersed in my work, I would, like, feel the feelings of, like, hatred towards myself because I was, like, lying. Mm. So that was my experience. And then... From my experience, I was also like, I was almost like pushing her away Mm -hmm. because I didn't want her to get too close Mm -hmm. because every time she got close, I felt the urge to like tell her. So I was almost like more defensive, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so there was definitely a disconnect between Brian and I, and I wasn't certain what it was. I just knew that like he seemed to be doing well, but it was almost like, like you said, I could tell it was not coming from a place of like how loving yourself it was coming from a place of like anger i like needed to do something to prove to myself that i was not a shitty person just like over the top like it's your fucking blah blah blah, right and so for me i was like something's off but again like if like i don't know what it is because like i had an idea in turks and caicos like i had an idea but i mean like innocent until proven guilty right like Mm -hmm. that's just the way it goes so for me it caused me to shut off like I just would like disconnect and I didn't feel like I really could communicate to Brian. And I know that like, if Brian's not ready to tell me the honest truth and I ask him or tell him or accuse him of doing something that he's not ready to be open about, that's just going to cause a huge, massive argument. So I guess like I got in my own head and I would go through mood swings and I'd be like laying in bed. And like, when you were feeling those thoughts of anger, I was feeling those thoughts of like, I can't fucking communicate with my partner. Why? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't I like tell him things? And it's, I think it's because I could sense that like you're holding things back from me and that makes Mm -hmm. me feel unsafe to tell you what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think people have this idea of what marriage is going to look like for the first year. And it's like, you are in this honeymoon phase and our first year of marriage has been a lot of growth. I don't want to say it was hard because I feel like quite honestly, with everything that you and I go through together, we really do just like our first year of marriage was hard. Yeah, it was like very, very difficult. And not not just because like this situation, but also like, literally, we got married. And then two months later, like COVID happened. And we had cops at my gym every second day. Yeah. Plus running PT Dom. Yeah. And the pressure of like, now I'm on the stations every single day. 
Yes. And I'm like, there's, there's either cops at the front door of mm-hmm. our gym or there's people like DMing us like all day, every day on social media about like yeah. free BC. And yeah. I like constantly felt this pressure to show up as like the leader of this movement. And then I was also running PG Dom and then I just felt like a lot of pressure. So it was hard. First year of marriage was hard. It was really hard. And I think too, that along with all of those things and all of a sudden we have the time where we're going to go travel, like we didn't know what to do with ourselves because now we weren't tied up with the free BC. We weren't tied up with our businesses. We just had 10 days to do whatever it is that we wanted to do. And like, we don't really know much other than business home yeah, <laughs> free BC for months and months and months. So yeah, yeah it, it's definitely been difficult. I do feel that it was like, it's been super difficult, but where we are at right now is a better place. I think we've ever, we ever have been. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because you were vulnerable and you were honest. Mm-hmm. And I think part of me, like, even when you said that the first place that I went to, which I'm just going to, you're being vulnerable. So I'm going to be vulnerable is I feel like people or females are going to look at me and feel like I'm weak because I'm putting up with this. Or I'm putting up with this or putting up with this or like, I like, cause I drew a boundary with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But when I drew the boundary, I don't think that I thought about the boundary. I think I was so fucking angry and mad mm-hmm. that I didn't see where you were coming from at all. I mm-hmm. basically just said, this ever fucking happens again, I'm leaving. Mm. And I didn't think about it after that. Mm. And so I think like when you draw a boundary, you have to think about like, are you actually, is this a boundary that you're drawing? And is this a boundary that you're going to keep? And for me, I think that I lacked integrity with my boundary because I don't think that Brian is a bad human being. I don't think that Brian is a drug addict. Like I don't look at you as a drug addict Mm. and being in a relationship previously where there was like use of drugs, there was a point where he crossed a boundary that like, I will literally never, there was nothing he could say, nothing he could do. It was done from that moment on. And I just like never felt that with Brian. I didn't Mm. feel like you crossed a boundary so hard where you put me in danger or you put Haley in danger. Mm. And so when you said that, I almost felt like part of the reason he wasn't able to be open with me is because I instilled fear to him. And the fear was that if, if you do that again, then I'm going to leave. So when somebody says that, do you feel like you have an open space to talk to them about what's going on? Mm -hmm. Well, no. So from my end, I think that like, there's no justification for not being honest with your partner. And that's like, Mm -hmm. honestly how I feel. Mm -hmm. And so the reason that I made the decision that I was going to tell you, even though like when I told her, I was like, I know that like telling you might mean that you leave me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that would be a better alternative than me fucking hating myself for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm going to be honest because then at least I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, or not a good person, but like somebody that's like trying to right my wrongs. I guess that's what I want to say. Because I'm like, she deserves to know why I've been off. And she deserves to know that it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, for anybody that's struggled with any sort of, you know, addiction or like understands this, it's like, I don't really feel like I have control when I get past a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so my goal in life is to like, know that I have addictive tendencies and to honor that and be aware of the places that I choose to spend my time which is why we never go to a party. You'll never see us in a Kelowna nightclub or a Kelowna bar because that's just not what we fucking do. Mm-hmm. Friday night, like what you'll see me and Kirsten doing is you'll see us like watching movies or hanging out with our friends. Going over like, Tomahawk and having some t- wine. And like, that's what you'll see us doing. You're mm-hmm. not going to see us in a nightclub because I respect the fact that I'm an addict. And I think that it was just an unfortunate situation that I like caught myself in and I like lost control and I didn't realize where I was. And I was just kind of like, it just happened so fast. But I want to talk about like little white lies and the impact that they will have on your relationship, because I think that 
the people that are making the decision not to be honest because it's easier for you not to be honest, like you're literally damaging the relationship. Yes. Yes. And that's what I realized. And that's why I wanted to speak up because I'm like, I'm by me making the decision not to tell the full truth. It's like, I'm damaging what we have. And I love that you said that because I think that if we would have continued on the way that we were continuing, like the way that we were going, that we would have just kept disconnecting and disconnecting and disconnecting and disconnecting. And without you being completely vulnerable and authentic with your partner, it's now like clouded. And there's like, you just keep drifting and drifting and drifting. And the further that you drift, the harder it is for you guys to come back together. Mm -hmm. And so say you went another year where you were acting like this, because like, I actually felt like I was like, this is not Brian, but then I'm always hopeful that like he will arise, which he always does. Right. But if a year went by and he kept acting the way that he was acting, which was causing me to act in a way that he didn't like, mm -hmm. right? We would have drifted so far apart. And Brian and I are very confident in ourselves and what we bring to the table. And I think like one of us would have just left. We wouldn't, we're not yeah. going to stay with each other if we're not, if we're not making each other happy. Yeah. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. And like, I'm super grateful that we didn't get pushed to that point, but little white lies, you guys, if there's something that is keeping you awake at night, if there's something that's making it hard for you to connect with your partner, like it is a lot easier long-term for you to be vulnerable and just talk to your partner about it than it is to go to bed every single night with that feeling of, I fucking hate myself. Dude, that feeling of, I hate myself isn't just for like, romantic partnerships though that applies to everything mm -hmm. like if you've got something that you need to say to somebody it's something that, that you've done or something that you need forgiveness for or whatever it is like the longer that you keep pretending that everything's okay the longer it's not going to be you know like, i completely like, agree so, if you have to try to convince yourself and that's what i was or justify head, yourself yes head, yes would, like literally it would come up and then in my head i would like try to talk myself down i'd be like no you fucking can't because xyz you can't because xyz you can't 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 can't, can't. and i would just like bury it under a fucking shitload of excuses. Mm -hmm. And then when I wasn't expecting it, it would fucking whoosh, just attack me and be like, yeah. tell her again. Like, it would just like scream at me, you know? So yeah. it's like that I think is like, you can't live with that. Like that's just not healthy because that energy just live inside of you. Like it was living inside of me. This is mm -hmm. my truth. And because it was living inside of me, whenever adversity happened and I fucking would get like side swiped, boom, it would just come out. And I would be like angry and frustrated because I was angry and frustrated with myself. Mm, and I so I was, see that. I was I keeping this that. energy yes, in. Yes, and then yes. whenever, you know, Haley would do something that pissed me, I would like, boom, I'd be like super triggered because I was yes. already triggered with myself. That is the best way to explain it. He was very, I think, like hot headed, like either doing so great. The world is so great. And if you're feeling anything other than great, then like, what are you doing? Or he was, you would get very snappy, like very mm -hmm. quickly. And I think like, if we actually look at the big picture, the first incident we had back at the condo, mm. that was shortly after we had started dating and he had a night where he was partying. And I had just left a relationship where partying and drugs completely just like 
I, we won't even go down that rabbit hole. So my reaction to you when you told me was a reaction from the previous relationship I had. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I almost like was like, I'm dealing with this again. What the fuck is going on? So it was like anger, anger, anger. I didn't give myself any time to process. And I was just like, I will never fucking put up with this again. That's it. But I didn't even like now, Kirsten Mark now thinks about things and she breathes through things and she writes in her journal about things. But back then I just was, I feel like I was stuck in, still stuck in that past relationship. And so I correlated the two. Mm -hmm. And that was like, my reaction was to draw like that boundary, but I didn't really, we didn't spend any time like working through it. It was just like, I'm angry. You're upset with yourself. And then we just move on, mm -hmm. which almost buried it. And I think that's why it was so hard for you to be open. Well, I also, I also think that, and this is an excuse, but like, mm -hmm. this is like the environment that I grew up in was like, if you're open, bad things happen. Mm. so like when me and my brothers and sisters would play together it's like you telling your brother or sister and like we dealt with abuse when we were younger so like my previous environment it was unsafe to be open because if you know my stepdad would come home and something was off and we would like rat on each other it's like like that's bad because then somebody gets hit so like mm. that's what i came from and so i learned from a young age that it's better to lie because if i tell the truth i'm gonna get in trouble i'm gonna get grounded i'm gonna get smacked whatever so it's better for me to lie because if I lie, at least I can get away with it versus telling the truth and getting disciplinary action. So I like learned from a young age that it's like better just to fucking lie through situations like that. And it's like, that's been like my biggest thing that I've had to work on in our whole relationship. Yes, yes, yes. Is like telling the whole truth. I feel like that was the biggest secret that I've held in our relationship. And like, since that, it's been really fucking easy for me to be honest. Cause I'm like, oh, like I just need to be fucking honest and tell her everything. And that's just way easier to do that. And, and so now it's like when we're going out, like as an example, we're going to Dax next weekend because yeah. at a nightclub yeah. in Vernon. Yeah. And so I told her before we're going to Dax, I'm like, I need you to be on my team all yes. night because yes. we're going to a nightclub. Yes. So I need you to fucking check in on me like six or seven fucking times because mm -hmm. I don't want to be mm -hmm. in a nightclub feeling like I don't have anybody to talk to you. So like now it's easier for us to have those conversations versus feeling like I couldn't approach you before. And... That's, that's because I was vulnerable and because I approached you and then you received it. Exactly. And I think, so I want to say two things and I need to remember the two things. So I'm going to say them out loud. So thing number one is like, if I don't know the full truth, I don't know the extent of what he's going through. And mm. so I don't know how to support him. Like, I'm just like, oh yeah, he's having cravings again. Like we had an incident where our friends were in town and he like opened up about like having drug cravings. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'd already like had quite a few drinks. But I didn't take it seriously because I didn't know about the incident in Turks and Caicos and mm. we didn't connect before. So you can't expect people to have compassion for you and understanding of you if you're not telling them the extent of what it is that you're going through. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And the next thing is that I think that it's really important that you create a space where your partner feels safe to be vulnerable and honest with you. I talked about this with my girls this morning, but like we all make mistakes. And if someone doesn't feel like that the space is safe, they're not going to be open with you. And so I think I've learned that with you. I'm super grateful because I feel like we've learned a lot together. But even this past time, like, I don't think that I got angry. I said, I need some time to process. Mm -hmm. And that's what I took. And when I approached you, I approached you in a way that was like, this is how this has made me feel. Mm -hmm. Like when you tell me that nothing's going on, nothing's going on, nothing's going on, nothing's going on. And then three months later, I find that you're holding something back from me. Like it makes me feel one, like I'm crazy because yeah. I'm like, all these things are going on. But like, is, am I really not seeing like, is it really just like in my head? Am I really just creating this? 
And so I just explained to him how it made me feel. And I was like, I want you to promise me that I will never have to like dig or pry and that you understand that like you can just be vulnerable with me Mm -hmm. and be open with me. And it's like, obviously we all have boundaries. Like if Brian came to me and told me that he had been unfaithful, like there would be no going back. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that yelling and screaming and calling them a lying, cheating piece of shit and like publicly shaming them still does, despite that's not only not good for the person, that's also not good for you. Mm-hmm. Like that just like that never makes you feel any better. That makes you feel worse at the end. So like I have boundaries and I know where they are and that's something that I wouldn't tolerate. But like, I don't think like, I don't look at you any differently. Like I don't think of you as any less. I think of you as a human being, just like figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And so like, I know the type of person you are. And I also know that as your partner, I can be better at being more compassionate and being more understanding. And like, I don't get what it's like in Turks and Caicos because that like never crosses my mind. Like I've never had a problem with that. Mm. And so I think as a partner, there needs to be compromises. I I actually think that like full circle. So if you're in a relationship right now and you're struggling to communicate, you're struggling to find like common ground with your partner, you're struggling to like figure it out. I think that that's something that's important is being willing to approach the situation and work on yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think the number one reason that I like was like, I need to fucking tell you is because you were like doing all this work and trying to figure it out. You're like, yes, you're, like yes, something's going yes. on with us and I want to figure it out. So like, I'm doing work on myself. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. I'm going to therapy, whatever. And then I was like, I'm not fucking doing my part because I'm not fucking being honest. And so it yes. was like your willingness to continue to try to work on yourself so that the relationship would get better was what made me realize that I needed to do the work as well. And then I was like, I need to tell her and I need to be honest, even if it sucks, even if she leaves, because Mm -hmm. she's willing to do the things that make her uncomfortable. And so I need to be willing to do things that are uncomfortable. And so I think that in a relationship, like we're talking about how I like opened up after a few months, but I feel like one of the biggest instigators to me opening up was the fact that you were willing to work on yourself. I feel like this is why I love doing podcasts with you because it just like brings up so many things. So if you guys would have read my journal entries for the few months that you didn't tell me, I constantly was like, I don't feel connected to my husband. I don't feel connected to my husband. I I love my husband. I know the type of person my husband is, but like something is missing and I don't know what it is. And so this is going to sound absolutely fucking wild. And I'm just going to say it. But when Brian told me about the Turks and Caicos incident, I was like relieved. I was like, was this fucking it? Like, is this like, can we go back to like us, like connecting and looking at each other and like actually like being husband and wife and like being actually happy together. And it was like, I was frustrated. I was like angry because I'm like, God damn it. I just spent like months and months journaling and I'm like, this might be it. And this might be it. And this must be it. And I even wrote about like the time in Turks and Caicos and I'm like, something is going on. But when he told me that, I was like, this is our, like, this is our chance to actually like be vulnerable, be mm-hmm. real and actually be able to work on our relationship. Because I did feel like I was putting in the work and like, I have my shit to you guys. And so I was like booking counseling and I was like journaling and I was reading books and I was so, so, so committed to making sure that I showed up as my best self because it appeared that that's what you said you were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I was like, maybe I'm just like not at his like level right now. And I have all this work to do. And so when you told me that, I just remember being like, holy fuck, thank God. Cause I was like, I felt like I was going crazy and there was something else going on and I didn't know what it was. So not thank God is like, you went through that, but in a way that I was like, I actually genuinely was like, did we just get married? 
and like say I do and have like the most cutest fucking wedding ceremony and like have the cutest fucking vows and like the best wedding, the best day of my life, only to be in a position where six months, seven months later, I feel like we have taken so many steps back and I'm just so unsure where and what went wrong. Mm -hmm. The little white lies. Little white lies. I think that the lesson from the podcast today is if you want a relationship that's committed to growth and just like your overall well-being, it requires you to be honest in the times where it is fucking hard. Not only that, not only that, if you want a relationship with yourself where you actually fucking like yourself. Yes. And it's funny because now I feel like I needed to work on my business before to like feel any sort of like sense of self-worth. Yeah. Because I felt like the biggest piece of shit in the whole universe. Mm -hmm. And then working on my business and serving my clients and like impacting people and helping people like break 10K like that. I was like, I was like, oh, like I'm like, I'm worthy. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I'm worthy. I'm worthy, 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 worthy. And then my brain would calm down and be like, tell her. And then like, fuck. And then I'd have to like go back to work. Like that's like the energy that I was playing with for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm like not... Like, I'm just, I just don't feel angry towards myself anymore. Like, I'm like, you like did your best. Like now it's like, I actually like feel peaceful in the morning. You know, I'm and like, I can I'm, see I'm that. Like, I'm like peaceful. I'm like chilling. I'm like, if and I'm, he's happy. I'm like, he's if, really happy. If I'm like working and I like love working and I love serving my clients. I'm like, but if I'm not working and I'm just like hanging out on the couch, I don't have this fucking voice. that's like just yapping at the back of my head being like, you are a piece of shit because mm. I'm actually doing the work. You know, and I can I'm see, actually, I can like, see that. And it's fucking crazy, you guys, because like, I can see that. Like he wakes up in the morning and he has this like goofy smile on his face. He's like, I'm in the vortex and we're like laughing. And that's me and Brian. Like, we're just best friends, like doing our fucking thing. I wait. She actually tells me I have a creepy clown smile. He does. He's like, he's like, looks at me and he's like, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a great day today. And it was, and then we listened to this song by Dax and it was like, he was like a crazy joker. I'm like, this is what your face is like. You look like a fucking crazy clown. And I was like, going to be great today. I'm very excited for today. But that is like Ryan and I. And so when Brian wasn't being himself, I started to get in my own head. So then I started acting like somebody that you were like, home. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, We've talked about that. And now, since you've been open and vulnerable, when have I gotten to one of my moods? I haven't. Appreciate. Because I can see that I'm talking every single morning with Brian Mark. Brian Mark, the CEO of the Change Lives Academy. Brian Mark, the CEO of the Million Dollar Mastermind. Like, I know that I'm talking to Brian Mark, who, like, loves Haley and I unconditionally. I know that I'm talking to the Brian Mark that's not only certain in himself, but certain in, like, the life that we're building. And... Without him telling me the full truth, I just felt so disconnected and it caused me to shut down. It caused me to like, to get in my own head. And it really like, it really hurt our relationship. And like, you have a choice, you guys, when someone tells you something that you don't like, you have a choice to either accept it and work through it. Or you have a choice to be like, you've crossed like this boundary for the final time and I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And like, if I ever got to that place for the first time in my life, I feel like I would be confident enough to be like, okay, but I didn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. If anything, I felt like this was an opportunity for us to reconnect and to work closer. And for me, I also think like one of my counselors said this to me, and I think that you guys should all write this down. What part did you play? And so something that I'm really good at is looking at a situation and yeah, of course, like I have every right to be angry. Like he was dishonest with me and 
one of my core values is just like authenticity, just be yourself. But like he was honest with me and that just created a space where I was like, I feel like we're able to now work on this verse. I, you know, mm-hmm. right. So I think my lesson is if you got something to say to your fucking partner, say it, let this be the fucking window of opportunity. Let your palms be sweaty and fucking mm-hmm. do it anyways. And mm-hmm. also there's never a good time. So for those of you guys have been thinking, if you have something that you need to say to your fucking partner and you've been waiting. Oh my God. Yes. Cause I just was waiting for the, I was like, I can't do it before Bali. Yeah. I can't do it before his yeah. birthday. I'm so it. glad you I did it before I Bali. Can't, I can't do it here. I can't yeah. do it here. I'm like, yeah. I can't do it here. It's Cole and Julia's having a baby. I'm like, I can't do it here. So like, there's like, it was almost like I was finding a way to put yes. it off. I was like, can't yeah. do it now. Can't do it now. Can't and the now. longer he waited, the more so we just drifted. Finally, I was like, I have something I need to tell you. And I was like, what? And it just came out. I think both of you were like laying in bed. So um, I, I it was right before bed. And he's done this to me, you guys. He's done me to a couple times. So I just like, I don't even like you saying, I need to tell you something. So I'm like, please, please. Like, no, like no it was only like, twice. it's only been twice. It's only been twice. Yeah. But like big things that like yeah, affected yeah, me, yeah. right? So like my stomach like drops. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, it was, we were in bed and yeah. he, he just said that. And I was like, oh my God, I, so heartbeat, my, heartbeat, heartbeat. My lesson is that I think the most important relationship, this is, I still believe this is true, even though I'm married. The most important relationship that you have in life is the relationship you have with yourself. Agreed. A hundred percent. So like if in like the relationship with myself was like massively affected because mm-hmm. I didn't like the person that I saw in the mirror because actions that I took were out of alignment with my core values yeah. and my character, because that's like, like, yeah, it was a quote unquote slip up, but that's not something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so it was out of alignment with my character. It was out of alignment with my core values. And I, as a result, like I like felt this like deep, like pain towards myself, like this mm-hmm. deep hatred. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you've got something that you like need to process, you need to work through, like you need to do it, not just for your partner, but also for you, because the longer that you carry this fucking weight with you, right? Weight with you. It's like, it's just going to harm you. So my lesson is that the little white lies are only harming the relationship with yourself. And you think that you're saving face in the relationship with another person by like keeping them from like the full truth. But like what you're really doing is damaging the relationship with yourself. So tell the fucking truth. I think where my brain goes to first is that like self-reflection and what part did I play is everything. I think like it would have been really easy for me to lash out and scream and stay mad at him for two weeks. And you would have just put up with that. Like straight up. He would have just been like, oh yeah. I was, I was yeah. ready for it. I was yeah. like, whatever happens as a result of this, I accept yeah. the consequences. But like, that's just like not who I am like at all. And the person that I am is like, I really think that in any, like, of course, like I didn't deserve to be lied to. Nobody does. But I also can see like your fear around telling me. And so like for me to be able to self-reflect to a level where you lied to me, but I'm like, what part did I play? Not in a way that I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, Kristen. What did you do? But in a way that it's like, okay, I understand that like the environment that I created for Brian didn't feel safe for him to be open with me because we had times where that's what I did. And I would just like judge you and judge you and judge you. And you guys, no one wants to be judged. And so I think like self-reflection is everything. I've seen so many posts on Facebook where Girls have been cheated on by their partner and they make this post and they're like, fucking dick bag John at it again, banging next door girl Sally. What a piece of shit. And it's like, what do you want from that? Like, what do you want from that? That's not getting you anything. Like, he's still going to go do the fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that like self-reflection, it's like you guys, like there's always something that you can do to make a situation better. And so from this entire thing, what I've learned is like, 
a normal person, someone that was from the outside looking in would think Brian's sitting down and telling me this. I'd be like, fuck you, you piece of shit, like girl power. And I'm fucking leaving and this and this and this, but that's not me. So that doesn't serve me. And that doesn't serve my relationship. So the way that I felt was like, okay, I'm like very upset and angry. I feel relieved because now I feel like we actually have a space where we can work on our relationship. And I also don't want him to just be the person that's like, well, now Brian's like a relationship isn't tally points. So it's not like Brian's done two things and I've done three. Like a relationship is two people working to build an empire together. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to hold this over his head and be like, well, now like I got a fucking hall pass. What can I do to piss Brian off? Because like you can't leave because he's done these things. It's like, no, I genuinely just want Brian and I to be like happy and how Mm -hmm. we were when we first met and like best friends and just have like a relationship where we love being with each other and we love impacting the world and we're just going to do it on a very, very high level. That brings us to the end of today's podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. What are they finding? You can find me at the real Kirsten Mark on Instagram. You can also find me at Kirsten Mark on Facebook. I'm on TikTok, Kirsten Mark or K Mark Fit and YouTube, Kirsten Mark. Peace, love and protein. Have the best day of your entire life. Chase your motherfucking dreams. Let's go. Mm-hmm.